Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back, my beautiful, amazing, sensual power podcast listeners. As always, I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. Today, I want to talk about people-pleasing behaviors. This is typically a conditioned response that, unfortunately, many of us struggle with, and it shows up in ways we don't really anticipate. A lot of us, when we're starting to talk about people-pleasing behavior, we talk about, you know, agreeing to events or doing things like projects or whatnot that we don't really want to do or overbooking ourselves right to make other people happy Um, but it goes so much deeper than that and if this is something that resonates with you I just want to tell you first and foremost you're not alone so many people struggle with this this is something that I go over with my clients quite often and It is something that you can work through. I used to be a horrible people pleaser. If people pleasing was a job title, I would be winning that title, right? So let's get into this and just talk about a little bit of some of the ways that people pleasing can show up and why it shows up. Because that in itself can be very nuanced. So many of us that have had experiences in childhood where maybe our needs weren't met or especially if, like me, you grew up with a very toxic and or abusive parent or parents um, or household and you learn to try to make everybody happy so that things would be chill, right? So you try to do whatever's possible to avoid making waves, which becomes a big problem because you never learn to actually speak up for yourself. And where this can move on to as an adult is feeling like you don't really have an identity of your own. So what I mean by that is you'll just kind of mold yourself to whatever group of people you're around or person you're around at the moment and You like what they like, you eat what they eat, you dress how they dress, right? Things like that. This is something I used to do all the time. And I couldn't figure out like why I was so unconnected to who I really was as a person. Like there was these little things inside me that I could see and, and connect to and pick out. But I just didn't understand like who I really was and I couldn't figure out why I didn't know that and why it was so easy for me to move around between different groups of people 
I never really, really feel like I belong to any of them. But yet I could, I could make myself fit in. And I would never speak up either. And what I realized, this is a product of people pleasing. I became what I thought was needed so that I would be received, I would be liked, I would be loved, I would be accepted, right? And if we know anything about the basic needs, our, psych our basic psychological needs, it is to feel safe, to feel loved, and to feel like you belong. So when you struggle with people-pleasing behavior, you'll do anything to try to make it those true. Unfortunately, what's going on within is that you don't actually feel loved. You don't actually feel like you belong and you don't feel like it's safe to be you and even know who you are. That is a huge thing that comes from childhood. Not always, but I find most people it does. Some of the other angles of this that are important to address is culturally, especially dependent on where you are living. If you are from a specific racial background, if you are from a specific religious background or whatnot, it's really fucking easy to fall into people-pleasing behavior because, again, that safety piece. I, unfortunately, know so many people that, you know, if they're the only melanated person in a room, they purposely try to alter the way that they speak, the way that they show up, what they talk about, for fear of pushback. And this is a big problem in our society, and it is not the problem of the people doing the behavior. It is the problem of the people that are in power, which typically are white people. Let's just be honest about that right now. Now, I can't speak for every melanated person, but this is something that I have seen, I have had clients talk to me about, I've had friends talk to me about, I have listened to other leaders about. So there can be nuances of this, right? Because, and there can be layers because you can have a specific background where you're taught to people please, right? There's a, there's a term called the model minority. And considering right now we are dealing with an, a resurgence of hate against Asian and Pacific Islander peoples within the U.S., this term has been com coming up um, to explain certain dynamics within our society. And it's really harmful to people to feel like they need to, you know, make themselves toned down or, or whitewashed essentially to move forward. That's an issue. But then what if you also have a layer where you did grow up in a home where it, you needed to learn to people please, right? You needed to learn to tone yourself down because 
maybe a parent or a family member that you know you grew up with was always hard on you, was always angry, maybe there was some violence or whatever. That's not true of everybody, but this is this is where things can get layered, right? It infiltrates every aspect of your life more so than you realize. And I just want to take a moment and acknowledge that because again, some of these problems and some of these issues around people pleasing and why they show up are ours to do the work on, even if it's not our fault that they exist, right? Because a parent being abusive or toxic and making you feel like it was unsafe to express your wants or needs, that's on them. However, we unfortunately don't have the ability to go back and be reparented by them, and that wouldn't be really healthy either, but we do have the ability to do that within ourselves to work on this behavior, and we do have the ability to work on us and our levels of worthiness and taking up space and speaking up. But when we're talking about other dynamics of this that have to do with systemic issues of racism and sexism, um, of xenophobia, all of these different nuances, those also definitely are not yours to fix. Those are the job of the people that put those problems in place. Doesn't mean that you don't get to speak out about them because you do. They affect you completely. You get to speak about these. 100% you get to speak about them because they affect you. But too often, the rest of us, and I'm referring to those of us that are, that are white people or privileged people, right? Or, or men, right? They're not taking the responsibility to fix those things. So it's really important to acknowledge that and also say, and now I'm not going to help you until you fix this, right? I'm not saying this to like incite a riot or, um, and I don't say riot like that way. So when I'm talking about this, what I mean is it's our job to work on the parts that are ourselves, right? And it's our, and we have that ability within us, but we also have the ability to call out where others are putting us in positions where we feel the need to people please, or we have to for our own physical safety, for our own safety in other areas. This is why being vocal about things is so important to me and also understanding the intersections with this, right? Because again, this can be very nuanced and very layered. So where do we go from here, right? And what ways is people pleasing showing up that we may not be aware of? So let's talk when it comes to relationships and sex first, because obviously that is my specialty. And this is the area where I really do the deepest work. However, what I find is that you start working on one area and it filters into the others. So... How often have you been in a sexual situation with a partner where you weren't really in the mood and you said yes to sex? Or 
maybe there was something that they were doing in bed that you didn't actually like, or maybe it just not really your thing, or maybe they had been doing something you liked and then they moved away from it and you didn't speak up about it. <laughs> These are forms of people pleasing because it's again, it's this fear of speaking up and being rejected in some way, right? Either them being mad, so there's that fear of safety and it doesn't, safety doesn't always have to be a fear of being physically harmed, but emotionally harmed. And even sometimes our body perceives emotional harm as a way to also be physically harmed. So there's that, there's this issue of love and belonging, right? Your partner abandoning you or being upset because you spoke up. These things show up all the time. And that goes out of the bedroom too, where maybe your partner does something all the time that you don't like. Maybe it actually kind of triggers you. For me, one of my main things that from past abuse, I really don't love is for a partner to come up behind me and to touch my body. And when I say touch my body, like touch it in a sexual way, like grope on me or anything like that. And doesn't matter what their intent is based on past experiences. That for me is very triggering and I feel unsafe when it happens. So this is something that I would allow partners to do. And it always made me uncomfortable. And then, you know, if there was any sexual behavior after that, like I was immediately tensed up because something was being done that reminded me of moments where I was harmed. I was physically harmed. I was sexually harmed. So for me, I had to work through that and I had to figure out how do I feel safe addressing this with future partners so that I don't get into these situations again where I am allowing my own boundary to be crossed because I'm trying to keep my partner happy so that they will love me and they'll accept me. And the truth of it is they're not really accepting me or loving me because I'm not being honest and authentic with them. I'm not telling them who I actually am for them to know that. For them to experience the real me. So not only am I harming myself, but I'm also doing a disservice to my partner in our relationship with that. And that's not something that like if you're if you're thinking of things that you don't speak up about, please don't sit there and take tons of blame onto yourself because that's not the goal of this. This is where you offer yourself compassion, because if you weren't really aware of what this was actually doing and the harm that it's causing on all these levels, you don't know how to fix it, right? So please don't be angry with yourself. Don't get mad at yourself or blame yourself. This is where you go in and offer so much compassion and love so that you can work through this. Because if you start getting angry at yourself, you're going to shut down and it's not even an issue of your partner being able to support you through this. It's an issue of you being able to support you through this. And that's going to get you nowhere. But there are these little moments that come up sometimes in a relationship where there's something that we notice that doesn't feel good to us. 
that we don't like, that we don't enjoy, or maybe it triggers something from our past and we don't always speak up about it. And there's going to be some of you listening and saying like, yeah, but like, what about this whole idea of not putting our baggage on our current partner? I agree with that. We have to learn to differentiate out our relationships. But guess what's happening? You're not seeing where you're doing that when these unconscious moments of you people pleasing are happening. When you actually address these things and work on them within yourself, but then also tell your partner in a really honoring and loving way, hey, I just want you to know that this particular thing actually doesn't feel good or I don't like it or I'm not actually in the mood for sex right now, right? Because again, if you've spent lifetimes of saying yes, what I find quite often happens with a lot of my clients and this was true for me for a while too in my healing journey, is when I was starting to feel more frustrated with my life and the way that it was and just everything was crumbling essentially, what happened was I stopped wanting any contact from a, another person. And I mean like physical contact. Um, and I have clients that have been through that as well where in their relationship... They've suddenly just gotten to a place where if they're having sex, it's like once every several months. Now, your sex life is yours. You, there's no rule of how much you should be having sex. But if this is bothering both of you or one of you, it's something that can be addressed. However, if you spent so long saying yes, when you didn't actually want to. And maybe there's instances where you did it previously because, you know, you were, you were out with somebody and you felt like, well, they could take it from me right now. Or again, you were trying to be loved. So you just did it over and over again when you didn't want to. There becomes a time when we start to shut down and our minds and bodies become a no and it's usually a pretty hard no so to combat that we've got to face this behavior and unfortunately a lot of times that means we do have to actively say no to sex for a little while may not be for very long but we do have to actively do that and then start learning to just slow down and maybe see if kissing feels good Maybe see if hugs feel safe or gentle caressing and touching or massage. Things that don't necessarily have to lead to sex or, or are sexual. But just learning to slow down and be with the ways that do feel safe, that do feel acceptable so that we can start learning to feel that and then learning to tap into our body and hear when it is a yes, when it's a no, when it's a maybe. So that way, when we are actually having sex, we can have those moments where we say, I would love it if you would slow down right now and just spend some more time 
caressing my breast or tickling my back or whatever. Whatever you need, all right? Or it feels so good when you actually do this with your mouth, right? It's really hard to say those things until you get to places where you actually feel comfortable understanding and can hear your body's yeses, noes, and maybes. And then you can speak for those, right? So where else does this show up? It shows up in every aspect of our lives, you know? Do we, do we have friendships that we don't really enjoy with people that maybe we've outgrown or maybe just kind of always make us feel shitty when we're around them? But we're afraid to speak up because they were there for us that one time in the past, right? And we don't want to upset them. Or maybe, you know, again, the way that we dress the, the music that we listen to, the way we style our hair, the way that we speak, right? The things, the hobbies that we enjoy doing. If we feel like we're doing all of those things to fit in with certain other people, taking a step back to examine those and just deciding for yourself, what do I actually like? What do I actually enjoy? What actually makes me feel excited and have fun, right? When you can start tapping into that, it's going to be a lot easier for you to then start slowly letting other people, things fade away and start coming into yourself. And truthfully, the people that genuinely love you and have your back, they're going to be there. The people that you most likely in the back of your head feel a little bit miserable around because, or a lot of bit miserable around, because you don't enjoy being around them, those people are going to fade away because they're not going to enjoy you. But you're actually going to be a lot happier in the end, right? When it comes to work, there are so many instances where we the job that we agreed to when we were hired is not the job that we're doing, right? We're taking on way too many hours, way too many projects, duties that we never agreed to are not even part of our job function. All of these things are things that show up in our world. Maybe we, we live in an area, in a home that we don't actually like. Maybe we agreed to this, you know, big home that we don't need because it fit an image, because it made somebody else in our life happy, right? All of these things are signs of people pleasing, making others happy, and they can show up in big ways and small ways. And so many of these are the ones that we can start to create some control over. If you're being overly used within your job, then yeah, I know that it can be scary as fuck to tell your boss that, hey, this is not okay. I'm putting in like two, three, four hours of overtime every day. I can't do this. Saying that can be really hard or saying like, hey, this is not a project that I can handle. You're, you're putting too much on my plate. 
that can be really scary because again, there's this fear of being fired and some of those fears aren't unfounded, right? We've seen these experiences and especially, again, this is where some of the nuances based on your racial background, your gender identity, multiple different areas can be affected. But what if it's possible to have the conversation of saying, hey, I don't feel like I'm giving the best of myself because I'm overworking and what would be really helpful to me is to have an assistant or have a teammate. If that's not possible and you're realizing that this job is just not the job for you, then start envisioning what job would make you happy. Start seeing it, like create a really detailed out look and, and vision, like write it out. What would make you actually happy? And then start speaking up to people around you, people in your industry or the industry you want to be in. Start going to events and things if it's possible and seeing if you can connect with anybody there. That could potentially be, you know, a lead to a new job. Take note of every possible action that you have. Because many of us, while we can feel trapped as hell, we're not always as trapped as we think we are. Doesn't mean that there are not ways in which we are dealing with real issues, right? And some of these, again, we're not going to be able to fix on our own. And that's okay. It's not okay, but it's okay that you can't fix it on your own, right? It's not, you don't have to hold everything yourself, but where are ways that you can get help? Where are ways that you can make sure your needs are being met? Where are you, where are there ways where you can speak up, take up some space, right? And honor yourself. I find when you start just doing this in small ways with specific things, you'll start getting little downloads. You'll start getting little insights on where you can do it in bigger ways too. So if this is something that's resonating with you, and especially if it's making you feel really icky right now, I totally understand and I hear you. And I want you just to sit with this and offer yourself a lot of compassion. If you're also feeling like, yeah, but there are some of these ways that I don't even have the ability right now to change because they're bigger than me. Give yourself as much compassion as you can for that. Take a deep breath and know that you still, regardless of what's going on around you, you still deserve to be here, you still deserve to show up, you still deserve to take up space, you still deserve to be heard. And anyone that thinks less than that, they're the problem, not you. This is something that's going to take a lot of work. It's something that I work with people on all the time. So if you need some support with that, I offer coaching. And I'm totally here to help you do that. 
If coaching is not feasible for you at this time, I have a free group. You can check out the link in the show notes for that, or you can reach out and set up a free call with me and we can chat. Even if coaching doesn't sound right, just do that. But get yourself some support around this because it's going to be really key to getting you moving forward and tackling this really big thing that you've probably lived with most of your life. I love you. I will talk to you all next week. Let me know what you thought of this episode.